Good morning, friends, and welcome to the Life Beyond the Picket Fence podcast. I am so excited to share a front porch conversation with you with my editor, editor and producer of the Life Beyond the Picket Fence podcast and the Midlife Moms podcast, Cassie Rademacher. Hi, Cassie. Hi. So Cassie is someone I'm excited to share with you as our listeners, because she is someone who I really value and I don't value her um, just because she does everything that's needed to make this podcast a reality, but she is someone I've known for about 10 years. Um, I have walked with her kind of professionally as, and as we were both writers and creatives, and then she started producing this podcast from scratch um, several years ago, but I have also grown to really value um, who she is as as a person and what I witness in her life as she um, is a young mom and a millennial, someone who is younger than myself. And so I am excited just to have this conversation where Cassie can share some of her perspectives about a life that is a little bit more unhurried, a life that is more intentional and a life that is a lot less complicated than, um, I think, especially a lot of people who are in, um, your life stage, Cassie. So why don't you share just a little bit about where you live? Because when I visited you, you helped with our audio production of fledge launching your kids without losing your mind. And you live in a beautiful area of Michigan, but you actually don't have a lot of cell service where you live, do you? Uh, not a ton. <laughs> now we live on one acre, kind of south of Grand Rapids, and it's one of my favorite places to be. It's getting built up a lot, so it doesn't feel as country as me and my husband would like. But yeah, it's definitely sometimes you have to run into town to use the Internet when my husband was in school, he had to do that a lot. So that's kind of kind of unheard of to not have high speed internet anymore. But yeah, it, it is. And I think that's one thing that really um, encourages me as I just see you do life as as a professional who relies on the internet for a lot of your professional work. But you're also a um, so you're a wife, you're a mom, but you're also a former <laughs> um, you help manage one of the largest bookstores, probably in the Midwest, Baker Bookhouse. Worked there. Yep. Talk to us a little bit about your professional experiences before um, you had kids and you're now a stay-at-home mom and a homeschooling mom. Yeah. Uh, so I worked at Baker Bookhouse, um, trying to think when I started back in 2006 and just worked out on the floor um, helping customers. And then I switched back to the warehouse working on invoicing and local authors, which I think we kind of met a little bit through that and through the writers conference and made a lot of, a lot of good friends there. And I love books. And I think while I worked at the bookstore, I didn't read as much as I read now. So I'm a little bit like, I think I missed a great opportunity to have all those books right next to me, but yeah. And then got pregnant with my son and uh, had to leave the bookstore, but still stay in contact with a few people there and really appreciated the experience there. And you're an artist too. So you're, you do a lot of work, um, yeah. creative work. So just tell us a little bit about your creative work too. Okay. Um, well, I like to draw and paint. 
I haven't done anything like professionally yet, but I really just love to, to dabble in different um, arts and crafts. And my son's totally like me. Anytime we're doing a school project, he's like wanting to do a craft that goes along with it. And even yesterday, he was making a how-to video of how to make this craft for a Bible story we were doing. So like, I think he's going to surpass me in no time. I like doing Photoshop and photography, but anytime I'm doing stuff for like somebody to pay me, I, I always get so nervous of like, oh, it's not that good. <laughs> so I'm working on trying to be more uh, confident in my my artwork and photography. Well, you do it's a process. <laughs> yeah, it is a process, but you do excellent work. And I love to see that your kids, um, that just amazes me that these um, young kids, you said your son is, um, will soon be seven and mm -hmm. uh, that he's learning how to make a, a how-to video. Like that's just something yeah. <laughs> I think about a how-to video, how to can potatoes, which is on my list for um, my only mm. Um, not at school this week where I have many things I need to do. Um, a how-to video, that sounds really hard, but um, it's really easy. Um, which really brings me to part of our discussion here that I want to share with our listeners is um, as you and your husband um, got married and you then knew that you were going to be a stay-at-home mom and kind of shift into this life, you guys really were intentional about some of the... Um, about the lifestyle you wanted to have. Share a little bit of that with us. Yeah. So when we got married, um, my husband already owned this house a few years prior to us getting married. Um, so with that being out in the country and I grew up in the country, it kind of just came naturally. Um, we were really in love with simple living and just let's make everything on our, you know, ourselves. And then we found out that's really hard, <laughs> hard to do. So I feel like you know, having kids kind of going through a survival stage, we're kind of coming out of that, um, kind of getting back into it. Like my husband's really in love with the idea of moving out into like the middle of nowhere, living off grid. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I'm quite there yet, but like, I think we just both really like this, not reliant on any person or um, that we can kind of, kind of make our own own life and be happy with what we have. Like I'm working on that right now. Just for a while, I was just feeling overwhelmed with all our, all our stuff, like just the kids stuff and everything. So I've been working on decluttering and just working on contentment. And, um, that's just been really, really nice for us. So, but it's hard in this day and age to, to stay that way, to not get bogged down. What you just said really, um, resonated with me. It's actually a lot of the the content that um, I've been working on for my upcoming book called Uncomplicated Simple Secrets for Compelling Life. Um, you mentioned contentment, and that's actually the first chapter um, in, mm. in the book is on contentment, because that is really this lost art that I think mm -hmm. um, everything, you mentioned feeling overwhelmed with with all the stuff, but then I think just also all the extra stuff that online living mm -hmm. brings to us, right? Yeah. All the social media, the subscriptions, the options, the amount yeah. of information. So tell me like in the midst of all of that, what in you kind of clicks when you know this feels overwhelming as you think about that, like yeah. 
minute. Let me give you just my example, I guess. Um, I have found for myself that I intentionally almost like, I don't go to big box stores anymore unless I absolutely have to. And where I live in Shipshawan, Indiana, we don't have an mm. ID. We don't have a local IGA. We don't have a lot of the modern types of stores that carry a lot of things unless you go to Walmart or Target or something like that. Um, so like if I just want to buy some grapes or if I just want to get some cereal or like a handful of things, if I walk into Walmart, even if I know where those items are, the fact that I have to walk like so far and walk by mm -hmm. all of these options. And then even when I get to the cereal aisle or I get to the aisle for granola bars, there's so much to choose from. So mm -hmm. I find for myself, like that feels overwhelming. It's not that I can't do it. I'm not like, oh, I can't do this. But when I think about, you know, just simple tasks, such as getting groceries, I would rather prefer going to an Aldi that is smaller mm -hmm. or driving um, to one of our surrounding areas where I go to a local IGA where I will pay maybe a little bit more money, but mm -hmm. options are more limited. It's everything is just simplified. So that's just a simple example for me of when I know the difference between what feels um, more just too much and more of just a less complicated task, such as getting granola bars uh, from a grocery mm -hmm. store. Mm -hmm. Well, I definitely feel like I was feeling overwhelmed in our house, like just cleaning laundry. So maybe for me, like kind of what clicked just like the loads of laundry and the toys and like Christmases and birthdays would stress me out because it just meant more from more work, more work for me to do. And so I think like I drastically cleaned out their closets, like, and even mine, like I took out three garbage bags of clothes and my husband's like, it doesn't even look like anything left. And I'm like, I know it's like either I'm really good at like hiding things or <laughs> I'm part squirrel, like, you know, storing things away. But I just was like, I don't know. My eyes were just kind of open to like, I don't, I don't have to do all this work. Like there's better things to be doing than loads of laundry and, and like all the dishes and stuff. I'm like, I am in control of how many dishes are coming in. So yeah, I just kind of felt like seeing all this stuff coming into our house. is just like, this is equaling work. So just kind of changing my perspective of like, these things are meant to help us. And if it's not really helping or serving a purpose, hit the road. <laughs> I just don't want to, I want my life to be about different things than just work, <laughs> like would, picking up would, toys and laundry. Yeah. Um, so that is really a big idea. And I, I really, I've got to, personally, I've got to ponder on this quite a bit because, um, that's a conversation my husband and I are currently having, like we are empty nesters, but still so much of what takes time in our day is work, work, work. And I know for myself, like as an author, that's why this podcast has been on pause for a while and why I'm not as active on social media is because, um, that's all just more, it's, it's all work that you have to keep up outside of the life. That's really your own. And, but mm -hmm. what I heard you saying was you have control over what dishes come in and, and all of mm -hmm. these things. How does that empower you? Like, tell me more about how that is freeing to you because some people 
this is such a new concept to them of we really do have control over our lives and we really do have control over things that seem stressful, but they don't need to be stressful. So tell me just a little bit mm-hmm. more about how simple practices have helped you in feeling more in control and not overwhelmed. I would say like, you know, just starting in the small spaces kind of were like, um, some of the p- people I watch, um, just talk about like building up your decluttering muscles and then it kind of connected. So I started small and then it kind of connected. I think you and Amelia talked about it on midlife moms podcast about right sizing your life and looking at things for the stage that you're in. doesn't mean it will never happen. You know, you'll never come back to it or, um, you made a mistake for taking, it's just like, okay, like right now my life can only handle this much. And I tell my kids I'm one person and I can only handle so much. So I think it just started like a ripple effect of starting in my house, you know, in my kitchen and then kind of going out to like my schedule and even finances. It's just like, okay, like I have to decide what are my priorities and it can't all be my priorities. (laughs) Like I can't do it all. Um, so that's just been really helpful for me, my own uh, peace of mind, just to know it's okay. Like there's good things and I can say no to good things. Um, sometimes it's hard as a mom to know always what's what to say yes to and what to say no to. Um, but I feel like I'm getting there. My my muscles are getting stronger. So I'm hoping that I'm making <laughs> right choices. And then if if I make a wrong choice, like, okay, you made a mistake move on. Like, so it's helped me a lot. Yeah. And I I love that because I think that's applicable for everybody in every stage. And that's why the idea of right-sizing your life was so um, powerful to me because I realized Mm -hmm. my life was filled with things that was part of our life when our kids were at home and our kids weren't at home anymore. So Mm -hmm. was I still in a lot of obligational roles that were weighing Mm -hmm. down what maybe is more, um, maybe more uh, relevant for my life stage now. So one thing is I heard you say was, you know, I'm not sure if if I I may not do it right or I may not do it wrong. And I just really want to encourage, I think all of us that in all of these things, there's no right or wrong, you know, Mm -hmm. that, that I have to tell myself that too. In fact, I just went through a decluttering spree last week over my fall break. And I did something similar. I went through my closet and really just said, like I have, I I'll be honest. I have one sweater that I wore in the nineties that I'm still holding mm. on to as I think when I'm an elderly woman and I'm that really old grandma <laughs> that I'm going to want to wear this really beautiful sweater that has cows on it because we were dairy farmers for a while. <laughs> and so do I, have I worn it in 30 years? No. Has it taken up a space in my closet? Yes. And why did I still choose for it to be there? Because I still think that that's going to be a neat sweater to pull out someday with my grandkids and say, (laughs) look at this sweater that has this cow on it. Um, (laughs) But Uh in that process, I threw away a lot of things that my husband was even like, are you sure you want to throw that away? We recently, Mm -hmm. I recently found a new home for my mother's piano. Mm-hmm. which for me was a big deal. I inherited the piano because I was really the only person who played out of my sisters. I held on to it all these years for my only daughter who also played the piano. She's been a missionary. Mm-hmm. She, she has, you know, she says, I don't know if I'll ever have a home of my own. 
And I finally said, this is a big piece of furniture. It's taking up, it goes back and forth between two rooms in the house. And I don't mm-hmm. want it anymore. And why am I holding it on to my mom who would be sad if I got rid of it? And my daughter oh, may not ever want it. Why am I holding on to it? So I just told them it's, it's going, um, if you really want it to hang around, then let me know. Cause we'll store it someplace else, but it's not going to be in my house. And they both, well, at least my daughter was like, mom, it's okay if you got rid of it. So we, we found a new home for it. It felt like a big deal, mm-hmm. but it really was spring for me and it opened up you know, beautiful wall spaces that I haven't, that have just been, I don't know, uh, covered up by this piano. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know one of the things they talk about is just empty space and not feeling the need to fill it up. And so it's kind of, I would apply that to life too, where I just feel like, like even a free weekend, I'm like, what can we, what can we do? Like, sometimes it's just like, no, let's just stay home and do whatever we want to do. Like it just feels sometimes nice to have free space. Like I'm talking about in the home and also in scheduling stuff. It's just, I'm learning to be like, it's okay. Like it feels uncomfortable, but I think you get to like, I really appreciate it too. Yeah. Cassie, we have talked about so many things that I think are like, there's already different things that I would love to have more conversations about. So Um, Mm -hmm. I know our, our time is getting short here a little bit, but you have really given our listeners so many good perspectives because I think so many women are living in these spaces. They're, they're living in spaces that feel cluttered, not just physical spaces, but even just mental Mm -hmm. and emotional spaces. I think too, just the idea of having those empty spaces and the idea of really thinking about. Um, is this something I can control and what are my priorities? So as we, as we wrap this up, that's one question I really want you to maybe um, share with our listeners, one or two of your life priorities that is shaping a lot of these perspectives. Hmm. I guess I'll start with the more superficial one. Like, I think one thing for me was, I'm just tired of feeling tired all the time. And then that just kind of helped free up space for me to like, okay, focus on the things that I like. Like I even started taking an art class this fall, which I'm just like, this isn't like me to do this. So this is fun. So it's just been really nice. Just like give myself energy back. Um, And now my kids are a little older. It's a little easier too. But, and then I would say just like, I'm still in the process of it, of what do I want our family um, priorities to be like what do we want to be about you know we work a lot at, at our church and volunteer there and I just want to see kind of more doing those things than like my kids just focusing on what they're going to get next or be just being them focused um, and I guess I got to work on me not being me focused too but just opening our family up to do more serving and more I don't know, memory building, I guess, instead of just focused on, on maintaining all this stuff and maintaining, maintaining, uh, expectations of people and stuff. So I I don't know if that makes sense, but (laughs) it does. In fact, I think we could almost do a whole podcast season of just the two of us talking about a lot of these things. Um, so I'm going to be 
um, for sure have you on as a, a guest again, so we can talk about more of these mm-hmm. issues you've given, I think all of us think- a lot to think about. Well, thank you for having me. I forgot to say that at the beginning. So well, yeah, no, don't, don't worry about that. Um, I would just want to affirm that you have a lot of things that I think most women really are searching for. In fact, what you just shared is, is a lot of the content that I've been working on with um, I'm complicated. And um, because we have lost, we've lost kind of the art of knowing how to live um, just these simple ways. And, and it's not, I know, um, for, for all the women who are like, but I don't want to live off the grid or I don't, I don't know that mm-hmm. I can not having dependable internet. Um, I think that's part of it is that we don't have to do those things in order to really mm-hmm. just having some of these simple principles, like you've been sharing about really prioritizing what type of experiences we want to have you know, with our families, um, raising kids. Um, even for me now as a new grandma, we, we quickly had three mm. children within about a two year span. And, mm. and so my life is shifting of what are my priorities now as a grandmother whose children live far away. That means that I don't want to be traveling, speaking a lot because I want my weekends to be empty, to be able to go visit them, or if they want to come home, that's my priority right now. So I'm still in the process yeah. to figure out what life looks like. That's a little bit different. So let's continue this conversation because I think that so much of what you are experiencing, you titled this kind of, as we were talking, you're like, I'm just in the middle of all of it. I don't know that I have <laughs> a lot to offer. And yet, because I think that's, I think that's really the crux of life. I think we feel like we have to have this lofty goal And then we just so nicely order our days in our life that it follows those goals when really our priorities drive our decisions every day. And it's when Mm -hmm. we we stop and pause a little bit more like you're doing that then we learn to exchange one choice over another, which is something you talked about. You don't have to, you have a choice to be tired all the time or not. Right. Which at the beginning didn't seem like that was like, well, this is just the hand I was dealt. This is what I got to do, which sometimes is true. But I, I found early on that I'm like, if I hate washing 10 sippy cups, why do I have 10 sippy cups? Like, and eight of them don't work. I'm like, okay, just you're in control. You could throw those. (laughs) You're the boss. Like, that's a great, great, great idea. So I think we're just going to stop there. Um, and you can look forward to more conversations with Cassie. In fact, that sounds like a really nice kind of subtitle, like conversations with Cassie. <laughs> on the front and I'm going to pick up on some more of these topics throughout, um, this season and upcoming seasons. So thank you so much for being with us. Uh, thank you. Yep. And listeners, you can, um, you can continue to connect with the life on the picket fence podcast. You can join me on Instagram at Brenda Yoder speaks. Um, and you can, if you're a midlife mom, you're welcome to join the midlife moms podcasting community. We have a Facebook group, but we also have a podcast that Cassie edits and produces for us, the midlife moms podcast. So thanks everyone for joining. And we look forward to another conversation here at Life Found the Picket Fence.